Lawrence. We want to had a couple of prayer requests that came in for one for Brother Marty McComas. He's got prostate cancer, stage four. They found out, and so he's pastor up there in North Arkansas. I want to remember him. Also, Brother Forrest Farmer is recovering from um, a heart attack. I understand he's doing a lot better, but just want to remember him tonight. How many would have a need you want to make known to the Lord? Amen. Yeah, Brother Homer Longoria as well, and had a heart cath. Brother Luke Gibson's had a had to have a stent put in for his heart. There's a lot of things going on, so we just want the Lord to undertake. Father, we just come to you tonight, Father. Ask Lord that you would come and move for your children. Lord, we just need you to come and speak to hearts and lives and situations, Lord. Move as only you can move, Lord. Touch as only you can touch. We ask, Father, that you would meet the needs, Lord, of these men, Lord, that's suffering with heart trouble and cancer. Lord, seem like so many needs in these last moments, Father. But Lord, we're so grateful. We serve a great God for our needs. And Lord, there's nothing too hard for you, Father. And we just ask that you would come and you would minister to them, strengthen them during this time, and let faith arise in their heart to believe the promises of God. Lord, for the service this evening, Lord, this word, we ask, Father, you just open it. Bless us, speak speak to us, Lord, anoint us. Reach the hearts of your people, we pray. In Jesus' name, for your glory. Lord, we don't want to fail to remember the Ukrainian believers, Lord. It's being bombed today and missiles flying all around them and bullets. God, let your angels just protect them, Lord, during this time, we pray. Lord, we commit this to you, this time to you in your hands, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's turn to Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. Amen. Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. You know this to be the rapture text that uh, Brother Brandon would take for the sermon, the rapture. Psalms 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my, up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though hosts should encamp about me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Amen. Amen. Let you be seated this evening. I'd like to speak to you on darkness gives way to light. Darkness gives way to light. I, you know, it's quite an interesting uh, scripture that Brother Branham would take for the rapture. Uh, I believe it was, of course, directed of God that he would take these, these few words that David would write and he would begin to speak about the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
Because I believe, the, I believe God knew that we would have plenty to fear in this time that we're living in. I, I, I believe he knew there would be plenty of darkness in this time that we're living in. I, I believe he knew that we would have to have strength for the time that we're living in. Amen. I, I believe he knew there would be the wicked, there would be enemies, there would be foes, uh, there would be cancers, there would be COVID, there would be every kind of disease, amen, that would try to come up and eat your flesh, but they stumbled and fell. I, I believe he knew that there would be a host that would try to encamp against the bride of Jesus Christ, but yet in all of that, my heart shall not fear. And war would even rise against us, but we would still have a confidence in him. Amen. That I, I believe it's a wonderful thing for there to be, still be a people or be of a people that has confidence in our God. That no matter how bad it is or how difficult it is, amen, we haven't lost one, one iota of confidence in him, but we know that he has the answer, amen, for every situation. And I, I believe he knew there would be people that would desire and would seek after him in the time that we're living in. Amen, that they would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of their life, amen. I believe that he knew that there would be a time of trouble and during this time of trouble, he would have a pavilion or a secret place, a tabernacle that we could hide in. I believe that he would also know that he would need a rock, a firm foundation that we could stand upon, amen. He knew, amen, the atmosphere that it would be around the time of Exodus. He knew the time that we were living in, the situation, the darkness all around around us. You know, I find it very interesting that there's more people than ever having severe mind battles. There's more people than ever dealing with suicidal thoughts. There's more fear than there's ever been. Amen. We've had more advancement in science and more advancement in technologies, but in all of our, our greatness of humanity, amen, it hasn't done, has been, it's produced more thoughts, our bad thoughts and suicidal thoughts and, and mind battles and fears and, and perplexity complexities and darkness and confusion wars and rumors of wars amen we're we're living in a very difficult time but it's also a very wonderful time Amen. It's the very moments, the very time of the coming of the Lord. Amen. You know, I, I, as we think about the time we're living in, I was sent this by Brother Mike today. A, a man was apologizing to his wife for having to raise children in the time of great trouble that we're in. And the wife responded with a quote she had read earlier that day. said, never feel sorry for raising dragon slayers in a time when there are actual dragons. Hallelujah. I, I, I believe in all of this, we don't have to feel sorry for raising children of the light when there's actual darkness that we're facing. We don't have to feel sorry for raising sons and daughters who will stand and defy the darkness that are around us. Amen. Sons that will raise up and slay giants. Amen. I think about Moses. His mom and dad no doubt thought it was a bad time maybe for a child to be born, but God had a purpose for his life. Amen. Maybe David's mama thought it was a bad time for David to be born, but God had a purpose for David's life. Amen. I believe that, that even though you may think it's a bad time and a bad time to raise children, God has a people. Amen. It's going to raise up and slay every demon of sickness, slay every demon of depression. I believe there's men that's going to be raised up in the time that we're living in that's going to defy every dark spirit upon this earth, that's going to defy the suicidal spot 
of suicidal mind battles is trying to take the mind of men and the mind of women, but there's going to be daughters of God that are raised up and defy fear, amen, defy anxiety, defy every spirit of hell. Hallelujah. Amen. We need dragon slayers when there's actual dragons around. We need men and daughters and sons of God that are raised up in the power of God and defy the devils that are trying to infiltrate this time that we're living in. Amen. I I believe that even in the moments that we're looking at, there's men and women that are raised up for such a time as this. Amen. There was a Churchill that was raised up. Amen. For a certain time. There was an Eisenhower that was raised up for a certain time. It was, you can go through men of history that were raised up for a certain time. Amen. Don't leave yourself out. You were raised up for this time. You were raised up for this moment. Amen. Not to be just a young person going through life as if nothing has happened, but with a purpose. Amen. A purpose of of leaving this place, of of defying every work of darkness and raising up into the light. Amen. We can see even the Hebrew children, maybe their moms and their dads thought it might have been a bad time to have children during their day in Daniel. But Daniel and those men were raised up for a certain purpose. Amen. Daniel would speak about the time that we're living in. Daniel 12 and verse 1, it says, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never since was since there was a nation even to that same time. But at that time thy people shall be... Hallelujah. Shall be delivered every one that shall be found written in the book. Hallelujah. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Amen. I actually wore the clothes that I wore tonight on purpose. Amen. If I would have wore a white shirt or some other color, these colors, this white would not have stood up quite as great. But in the middle of the black all around, the black pants and the black shirt, you can see every white stripe. Hallelujah. You can see every, per, every cut across there. Amen. And what is happening, God has such a, has such a, he's orchestrated this time that we're living in. Amen. There's such darkness that you can see every white light. You can see every child of God. You can see every son of God that's rising up against the darkness and screaming out, it shall be light in the evening time. In the middle of darkness, light comes to dispel the darkness. So God begins to fulfill his word. And in fulfilling his word, it might look dark, but light is breaking. Amen. Psalms 119 and 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word being fulfilled actually gives light to you. Amen. It gives light. Psalms 119 and 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. You know, and it tries it might, as we've read, said, said this many times in the last few, few, few services, tries it might, darkness can't stop it. Darkness wars will not stop prophecy from being fulfilled. Amen. Demons cannot stop prophecy from being fulfilled. Darkness will not stop light. 
but prophecy will be fulfilled. Amen. As we read this scripture, this quote over here, last last service, but I won't read it again. From this time on, especially through the dark ages, we'll see the children of flesh persecute and destroy the children of the spirit. Even they both claim one father, even as it was the case of Ishmael and Isaac. The darkness of spiritual corruption will deepen and the true light of God will fade until number wise it grows ever so faintly. Yet the promise of God will hold true. That the light shineth in darkness and darkness can do nothing about it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's dark, but look to the light. It's dark, but look to the one who can produce the light. Amen. It's dark. Amen. But look up. Our redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. I, I read across this scripture. I don't know if I've ever read it before, but Ecclesiastes 11 verse 7 says, Truly, the light is sweet and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. You know how it is. You know, we just come through, through a few days of, of great dreariness. I, I, I'm just going to tell you, I couldn't live in a place like that that was dreary all the time and rainy all the time and cloudy all the time. Amen. Man, you know, we went through about four, five, six days, whatever it was, of, of sun, not seeing the sun for a long time. And I don't know about you, but I said, I'm about sick of this. Amen. I like the sun. I don't like the dreariness. And, and then, you know, depression starts setting in and feelings of dread and frustration when the sun is not present. Can you imagine, amen, a world that's sitting in, not, in darkness and not knowing Christ? Not ever seen him move in a service. Not ever seen him move in their lives. Not ever seen him or witnessed him move in the power of his resurrection. All you, you know, all you have is what he was 20 or 2,000 years ago. But the sun hasn't risen in their life to dispel the darkness. Amen. There's nothing but gloominess. There's nothing but frustration. No wonder the world is groping around. No wonder the world and men's hearts are failing for fear. They haven't seen the sun. But there don't mean the sun's not there. Hallelujah. Brother Brandon was talking about their sun rising on a certain day at the Emancipation Proclamation when those slaves had been bound, those colored, colored brethren and sisters in the South, when they used to have slavery and the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. They had been whipped. They had been beat. Amen. Been slaves. And a certain morning, but they said a certain morning, you're going to be free at a certain day on a sun up. And when the sun rises, all slaves could go free. Those poor, decrepit, hard-beaten slaves were so anxious to be free till the strongest of them climbed way up to the top of the hill. And women and men, the weaklings, all the way down to the bottom, ones that couldn't be strong enough to climb up. But they began to listen. And those great big men that were stronger climbed up to the top of the hill. And after a while, they saw the streaks of that sun rising. It was still dark in the valley, but the sun was rising. And they began to relay it down. The sun is up. We're free. And the next one hollered down. We're free. And the next one hollered down. We're free. Why? The sun is up. It dispelled the darkness and the scream and the shout began to go off. Why? Because the sun is up. He said, that was the rising of the S-U-N. But now we have the rising of the S-O-N. We are free. 
It dispels the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. There's enough sun that's been witnessing this building that'll drive back depression. It'll drive back anxiety. It'll break chains off your life. Amen. There is enough sun. It is up. The sign of his resurrections are among us. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not dead, but he's alive forevermore. The sun is up. We can shout and praise God. Amen. Give me a little more. We can shout and praise God. Why? The sun is up. Oh, now I know why you don't have no shouting around there, because the sun ain't up. But when you witness the sun is up, I, you know what it was to have a slave belt on me. I know what it was to be beaten by depression and beaten by fear and beaten by, amen, sexual spirits. I know what it was like, but the sun rose in my life. Amen. And you're free. And you're free. Amen. We are 50 years even in Dyke Tabernacle. This is a jubilee year. If there ever was to be freedom in this church, we ought to have it right now. Because the sun is up and he's healing cancer. The sun is up and he's healing diseases of every kind. The sun is up. The sun is up. Slaves to sin. We were slaves to church denominations, church entity, but we're free. And the son of God is raised with healing in his wings. Ooh. Hallelujah. The sun is up. I'm so glad of it. He said, let me scream. Oh, let me scream. The sun is up. The S-O-N, the evening light is shining. The Holy Ghost is here. Well, come on now. Oh, the sun is up. I'm so glad seeing the same things taking place today as it did in his ministry, as it did 2,000 years ago. The sun is up. He's up from the dead. He's been raised up now for 2,000 years, and we're living with him, resurrected with him, sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What's the use of letting that pressure get on you? Live. Amen. Live. Why? You got to live. You can't die. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has what? Eternal life. You can't die because the sun is up. Amen. Amen. I am the resurrection of life, said Jesus. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth on me shall never die. We're already raised up with him. We got the earnest. The Holy Ghost has declared it to be so. We've passed from death to life. All the world's beat off. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. He said, well, it's all right for them young people to get excited, but what about, you know, I've been, I'm a little old for that. The old eagle. Let me give you a quote for your old stuff. The old eagle can just scream as loud as he wants because every shackle has been tore off. All the crust is gone and all the worldly habits and all the fuss and the tempers and the stew and the carrying on and running from denomination to denomination. It's all settled. And Jesus Christ is amongst us. We have a right to praise him. 
the sun is up. I'm up here, safe forevermore in Christ Jesus, a new creature. But light will always dispel darkness. It always pushes it back. Darkness gives way to light. You know, one, he's, he's talking, Brother Brown tells a story, and I love this. He said, one time up in the Kentucky mountains, as I was preaching early in the afternoon, I was preaching on hellfire and brimstone for the unbeliever. Yeah, we were still believing that. So there was an old logger come back in the, come in the service. And I, said, and I said, all you drunkards, and he was one of them, you better repent and get right for with God. And there had been this fella come in the night. That night was going to go up there. He said, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to, I'm going to throw that old preacher out the window. I'm tired of hearing this nonsense. So he came in the door and somebody come told me, that's the roughest bunch there is around his. They're standing there, great big burly looking fellows. His arms crossed, beard hanging down his face. About 30 years old was a mean looking man. Kept looking at me. And I just kept looking at him. Repent or perish. Repent or perish. He said, brother, he stayed a little too long. (laughs) What happened? He was full of darkness, but light began to shine on him. He stayed a little too long, and the Holy Spirit got a hold on him, and he fell to the floor. And Brother Adam said in another place, he said he couldn't hardly make it to the altar, but he was crying and screaming and kicking his way up there. Hallelujah. He came with his hands up over his head, crying, God, be merciful to me. Hallelujah. That's why people full of darkness, they don't like to stay around around light. But if you stay long enough, that light will push away that darkness. If you stay in the presence of God long enough, it'll push away the temper. It'll push away the fear. It'll push away the anxiety. It'll push away the rebellion. It'll push it all away. Next morning or the next night, I went to church and there was this little girl back there. She handed me a bunch of flowers when I came in the door. She said, Brother Bill, I just come to bring you these flowers because we got a new daddy at home. And I want to show you that I love you for coming here and letting Jesus make a new daddy for us. Light came and drove away the darkness. Amen. Maybe the darkness tonight's been laughing at you. It's been making fun of you. You'll never, you'll never be free. You'll never, you'll never rise up from that place. You know, let me give you a scripture for that. Micah 7 and verse 7 says, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That's where you got to come to him in faith. That's the problem with a lot of people. They start talking to God, but they start talking to him in doubt. Well, God, if you do, if you, if, if, you know, that's a big word for two letters, if. If you love me, maybe you'll hear me. If I'm, if I'm your child, that ain't the way Micah came to him. He said, I will wait for the God of my salvation because my God will hear me. And he goes and speaks to the darkness. He said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall rise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. 
Amen. May that darkness has knocked you down. You need to turn back to that darkness and say, my God hears me. And you may knock me down, but I shall rise. I may be in down in darkness, but I will see light again because God's going to shine upon me. Darkness always dispels the light. Let's read a few in discernment here. It says, you have trouble for quite a while. You was hurt inside of you, is tore loose. Got some sort of intestinal trouble swelling up. As I see, you used to be a larger man, but you lost a lot of weight from this. Many pounds have dropped off. Not only this, but let me tell you something. I see a dark shadow follow you till about five or six years ago, and you became a Christian at that time. That man said, that man speaks up and he says, that's right. I accepted Christ in Moody Church six years ago, maybe five and a half. And I'm going to tell you, and this was his testimony as it speaks on tape. In a twinkling of an eye, my wife only here, she could tell you, the drinking and the tobacco habit, which I'd had for 20 years, fell away like that. Well, we still got that same light here tonight. It did it to multiple people sitting right here in this congregation that would come here with an alcohol problem or a drug problem or, or smoking or uh, uh, narcotics or whatever it is. Cigarettes, nicotine, that's the word I'm looking for. Whatever it is, and be dropped off in a moment. Why light dispels darkness. He said, God bless you, my brother. Darkness, then light. Death, to life. Believe the Lord Jesus for your healing. Another place, he said, I see the lady. Lady, you're trying to move off off of something. It's a chair. She gets up and she sits back down. She gets up and she sits back down. She tries to get back up. It's a little chair with an arm on it, like a rocker. She's trying to move out of that place. She's trying to get towards the window, but it's holding her back. And now she's, oh, I see her holding her back. It's arthritis of the spine. It's in her back. She wanted prayer for someone else too. That's your daughter. You believe God can reveal to me what's wrong with her? She's having migraine headaches. That's thus saith the Lord. Oh, there's something still you're pondering about. It's in your heart for someone else too. That's your son. There's a dark shadow over him and you're praying for salvation of his soul. He's a sinner. That's thus saith the Lord. Do you believe? You know something speaking. That isn't me, lady. You heard my voice, but that wasn't me. And now that feeling that was on you just a few minutes ago, ago is lifted and he said why because between you and I stood the light hallelujah that angel and now that is gone from you hallelujah and I believe you will receive everything that you have asked for Oh, why not? Amen. That is what the power of the light can produce. Maybe you've been seen in a vision, trying to get up, get knocked back down, trying to get up, get knocked back down, trying to get up, get knocked back down, and there's a dark shadow upon your life, but tonight there is a greater light. There's a light that can shine in your darkness and raise you up off of that place. Hallelujah. Brother Brown, in other places, I'm happy to be in this refuge. I'm safe forevermore. How sweet to trust in Jesus. I love him. 
What a challenge to a people. He promised it'll be light in the evening time. There'll be a day that won't be a day or night. It'll be a day of gloom. Just enough to walk and accept. But in the evening time, it shall be light. He says, little lady, you're just as conscious as you can be that something just happened. I'm looking right at it. That light settled right over you. I'm looking at it. I've never seen you before. I guess we're strangers to one another. That's right. Raise up your hand. There's a dark shadow around you. It's a shadow of death. You're suffering with tumors. It's a tumor in your breast. As a great percent of your breasts are covered with tumors, you have only one hope. You're a fine person. I've got a good contact of the Spirit with you. You believe me to be his prophet? You know I don't know you, but you're conscious of a real sweet feeling all around you right now. That's the light. That glow of light. You're not from here. You're from away from here, Birmingham. I've seen that banana market there. Your name is Miss Vincent. That's true. Have faith in God. At this time, it's gone from you. That shadow that was over you has left. Why? Because of the light. And that light is in the building tonight. He said, how can you say that? I say that by his word. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I shall be. There was no question about that. There's no wondering about that. There's no ifs about that. There's I shall be. Now, if we can get our faith to realize and to recognize it and begin to elevate to realize, hey, there's a light here that's greater than any darkness. It's greater than any tumor. It's greater than any cancer. It's greater than any sugar diabetes. It's greater than any high blood pressure. It's greater than any suicidal spirit. Hallelujah. It's greater than any depression. It's greater than any heart trouble. It's greater than anything you could ever go through. That light is in the building right now. Why don't you say, Lord, elevate my faith right now. Look past the darkness and see the light. He said, I ask anybody to come question the woman. Find out. There could be a doctor present. Why not come ask? If you're a little skeptic, ask. He says, which I know you're present, so why not say it? He said, I used to call that out, but it hurts too many feelings. The light knows what you're thinking. The skeptic's over here hiding in the darkness, and the light's saying, there he is. Another one, you're facing an operation. That's a tumor. You believe he can tell me where the tumor is? Would it help you? It's in the stomach. Do you believe you won't have to have it? Have that operation and be gone? Then don't ever doubt it. It's all over in the name of Jesus. He said, you go ask the young lady. Whatever it was told her, whatever it told her, ask her if she knew me or anything about it. Ask what was told her. Find out if it's the truth. But whatever she'll wrong what was wrong with her if she will ever remain with that kind of faith he said because I noticed a light that fell over her and the dark shadow that was hanging there left if she'll ever remain in that faith and don't turn it loose she will get well how to do sir There's something strange about you. 
Satan is desiring to take your life. You're all tore up. You think you've sinned away your day of grace. You think your life is ruined. Do you love Jesus? You do? Well, what makes you love him? Before there could be anything to there to make you love him, there has to be a creator to create that love in your heart. Is that right? If you'd sin your day of grace away, you would hate Jesus. Man, the light knows what darkness is thinking, darkness is saying, darkness is... The devil is just lying to you. (laughs) Because you love him. You're all right. You're nervous. Come here. He said, come here. I'll cast that thing away from you if you'll believe it. Bow your heads and keep your heads bowed. Everyone to you hear me say, raise up. This is demonology. All right, God, be merciful to this boy. He stands here and Satan's trying to get him to come in this condition to commit suicide. But thou art here to relieve the boy. And to make this evil spirit go. And thou hast said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Then upon the authority of God's word as a believer. He didn't say as a prophet. He said as a believer. I now ask the spirit that's on this boy of unbelief. To leave him. Go out in the name of Jesus. And bother him no more. And I set him free. And may the enemy be bound. And leave this room. And torment no one else. In Jesus Christ's name. Now. You're all right. Oh praise the name of the Lord. Now you're all right. You can raise your head. Feel all right son. Is that right devils. He just says devils. Now notice what he says here. You would have committed suicide in a few days. That was on your mind. He thought he had sent away his day of grace. And when he came up, a real black, heavy, light fog was meeting me in the face. Notice where it was at. It wasn't meeting him in the feet or the legs or, or the arms. It was meeting him in the face. This devil had come against that boy's mind to where he thought the thoughts that he was thinking was his thoughts. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. I don't send away the way you don't send it. You know, the devil will tell you have sinned away your day of grace until you say, I have sinned away my day of grace. The devil will tell you, you are lost until you say, I am lost. The devil will tell you, you are sick until you say, I am sick. The devil will tell you that there's no hope from you until you say there's no hope for me. Beating you in the face. Meeting you in the face. Always in your mind. Tormenting. But there's a light. Hallelujah. It's a real black heavy like fog meeting me in the face. That's devils. But now the boy's free. And he, no, don't you feel happy? Go on home rejoicing. Thanking God for his goodness to you. God bless you. Let's say thanks be to God. Amen. What happened? The light of God came and it drove away the darkness. Brother Brandon would tell about being in Carlsbad, uh, Carlsbad Caverns. 
big caverns. I've never been in these particular ones. I've been in some in the Czech Republic, way down about a mile below the earth's surface. And, uh, and I experienced what he talks about here of them turning out the lights. It's a, it's a serious thing. When you don't have any light, there's no, nothing to find you. If you stay there long enough, you don't know if you're hanging upside down or backwards. They actually say planes can get in clouds, and they fly in them long enough. If they don't have the right equipment, pilots can get so disoriented that they think they're flying upright, and they're flying upside down, and they go, try to go up, and they go down and crash into the earth. This is what happens to men and women that gets in the clouds, and they don't have the right equipment. The Holy Ghost is a compass. He's the right equipment. He'll get you safely where you need to be. Amen. But men and women without the Holy Ghost, without a touch of God in their life, they'll get in clouds and they'll get in places and they'll think they're upside down and are upside upright and they're upside down. They'll think they're in this way and that way. They think they're over here they're, and they're somewhere else and they get so disoriented. Amen. Maybe you even find yourself like that. But won't you start looking back to your compass? Looking back to the thing, the equipment that's been placed there and say, God, I'm in a little bit of a world right now and I don't know if I'm upside down or I'm sitting upright or sideways, but I know you got the way, then the way, the truth and the life and I'm just going to put my life in your hands and I'm going to trust you in the middle of my trial. These two children, man, his wife and a couple of children went to the, in the elevator, went down to the bottom of this thing. When they got down there, they turned off the lights. And you can put your hand like this, and you can't, you, there's nothing. So dark. And this little girl began screaming, Oh, help! She was so scared to death, it got so dark. She was grabbing everything she could grab, screaming just as loud as she could grab, hollering for her papa, hollering for her mama. She couldn't stand it. It was so dark. She had never witnessed such darkness. And here she was screaming in such hysterics. is today what about this brother Timothy what about that what's going on what's going on around us it's so dark but in the middle of all that her brother cried out little sister don't fear because there's a man here can turn on the lights Oh, don't fear, little bride. There is a man, capital M-A-N, here who can turn on the line. He will make his word live. Right in the middle of darkness, right in the middle of chaos, he will make his word live. He will make a word come so alive that it will strike the heart of men and women to where they'll take a body change and leave this whole vile world. Hallelujah. He said, well, we don't know how, we don't know when. So I, I don't, he said, Brother Ram, so I don't even know nothing about that. But I know he'll be there. I know he can turn on the lights. He did. He showed it all the way down the seven church ages. In every age of darkness, and we turn on the light. 
He would turn on Luther. He would turn on Wesley. He would turn on the Pentecostals. He would turn on, amen, in our age, in our time. Listen, there's a switch that's about to flip. That's going to dispel darkness forever. Hallelujah. That's going to be such a bright and shining light that the sun and the moon's not going to be needed in that city. But the Lamb shall be the light. Amen. He shall give us light and darkness will not be there at all. He is here. He is the one that can turn on the light. He is the light. When he makes himself known, it brings light. It takes Christ to flash away on his lights and then all darkness scatters. It separates them and he's pulling his little bride because he said, I'll take a people out of the Gentiles for my name's sake that'll have my name. What is my name? Not Methodist, not Baptist, not Presbyterian, not Lutheran, but Jesus Christ. That's right. He is the light, the truth, the light and there is no darkness in him and he scatters the darkness when he comes in because he is the word and the word is the light. And this word is not getting weaker. The power of God is not getting weaker. Darkness, amen, why, why would it not get weaker? Because darkness is getting greater. So when there's a greater darkness, you need a greater light. Amen, so this power is not going down, it's going up and up and up and up and greater and greater and greater. That's why I believe we're gonna see more miracles, more things of God, more power of God. Amen, because it's not gonna be less light, it's gonna be more light. It's not gonna be less power, it's gonna be more power of God. Hallelujah. That ought to give some happiness in your heart, some joy in your heart. Listen, we're not going down into darkness. But we that have sat in darkness have saw a great light, and that light is shining greater and greater, and it's got such a drawing power. It's going to draw us right out of this old world. Hallelujah. That's right. When he spoke, let there be light. That was the word that became light. And he speaks this. It is the light of that age. It's not a glare. It's a, it's a people may be living in a glare, but he is the vindicated word. He is absolutely the light in the time of darkness. All the false glares and things will fade away, but this light won't fade away. And he says, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, ye shall do also. Maybe I can say it like this. The light that I have, ye shall have also. <laughs> he had enough light in him that opened up blinded eyes. He had enough light in him that would give deaf ears back their hearing. He had enough light in him that the mute would speak and the lame would walk. Amen. The, the people that in their mind, out of their minds would come back to themselves. He had enough light in him. It would dispel every darkness. And he said, the light that I have, the things that I do, shall ye do also. The Father has sent me. Come in him. Jesus and the same, the same one sends you, comes in you. The works that he did then, the same that he does today. Because the word is made flesh and human flesh manifests itself as the light of the day. There we are, there it is, just as showing the way to the light, in the light. Wise men who are not blinded by creeds and denominations will walk in that light. There's a man here that can turn on the lights. How does he turn them on? By vindicating his word for this day. 
Hallelujah. Jesus, the Son of God, who promises a word for this day, is right here with us. Don't get scared. Did you hear the words of the prophet? Don't get scared. Don't pay attention to what they're doing. Because if you do, you will walk into darkness. So quote, be wise. They that do wise, Daniel said in the last days, will do exploits. They'll walk in the light for he is the light. Don't worry. It may be dark. Look, like they're, he said, look like they're going to try to force us, everyone. See their proclamations going out. All these little churches coming into one. Great conglomeration of things. But don't forget where he said. You can read many times. He said the next thing for the bride is the rapture. That's quite a light. That'll dispel a lot of darkness. Amen. But as we said, in darkness, things look very superstitious. You wonder about it. You don't know what's happening out over there in Russia. What's happening in Ukraine? What's, what's happening globally around the world? What's going on? The last two years have been a lot of what's going on. Brother Brown talks about superstitious mountain. He said, I've heard of it for a long time. Heard many legends have been told about superstition. I remember looking for it the first time, and it was before day. And a great big ghostly shadow hung to the east of me, which is known as superstition. He said, I heard about the Indians, how they would go, wouldn't go near it, for they were afraid of it. The Spanish had mistreated them in the early days when they was hunting for gold, and they claimed it had evil spirits lived in it. And all this stirred my curiosity. But I only had a flashlight to see superstition, and it wasn't enough. He said, but then I watched until after a while, the majesty of the sun began to move upon the darkness. And when it did, and it separated the darkness from the light, and it pressed the darkness back. And finally, she raised up to her highness up over the top of the mountain, and it showed superstition just what it really was. It lit up, and it showed what it was, and all the spooks and the fears I had had of superstition when the sun come up and the power was falling upon it, all of that fled away. The sun is the king of all lights in the natural light. No matter how much artificial light we can have and we can gather together and we can never produce what the sun produces. And when it rises, all the rest of those artificial lights dim out. Now tonight you can go out in that parking lot and we got some nice lights that light up our parking lot, but they only light it up nice at night. They only light up real good in the dark. Come morning, they're still on. You won't even notice them. You'll drive up here. I've done it before. And look at, wow, I didn't realize them lights were on. You didn't even pay no attention to them. They wouldn't make it have no effect on what was going on right there because the sun was up. Hallelujah. Amen. When the sun rises, darkness loses its effect. Artificial light loses its effect. Powers of Satan loses its effect. Amen. When this light rises, every devil in hell loses its superstition. And you begin to realize that's nothing but a devil. That's nothing but a devil. That's nothing but a devil. Cancer's nothing but a devil. High blood pressure is nothing but a devil. Suicide spirit, that's nothing but a devil. And every devil, oh, 
The light has shined in this day and it showed us who the devil is and where the devil belongs. Hallelujah. The devil doesn't belong over your mind and over your head. He belongs under your feet. And the light has drove him to the place he belongs. Hallelujah. And it's no more worries. It's no more fear. We know who he is and he's defeated. We know who he is and he does not have power over me. That's the same thing it is when the word of God, it rises. All superstitions, denominational fanaticisms, and so it just moves away. And it shows exactly what it is. It may look like light, but it ain't that light. It's not even a true representation of that light. The moon is a true representation of the sun. But those lights out there is not a true representation of the sun. The moon is reflecting that same light the sun gives off. These lights out here, they're man-made. They're artificial. And this is exactly what happens in artificial lights around the message. They're not a true representation of the sun. And when the sun rises, they all go out. Hallelujah. People can rise. Isms can rise. Communism, fascism, superstitions, cults, whatever it may be might rise. But when the king of light... Mm. The king light of the Bible raises up. All superstitions are gone. Hallelujah. And you'll see right there is vindicated, proves to be light. We have no right to argue against that because it shuts out all other lies. Jesus said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be the truth. His word is superior over every man's word, over everything the devil can say. His word is light. But we know that in the beginning it must have been foggy and dismal and dark. The world was without form and void and God knew he had need of light. And his seeds had already been planted there on the earth and he needed light to bring forth that seed. Because he knew that light had a drawing power. But the seed was already there. And he said just like it is in each age, God has foretold and placed in each age seeds. And there has to be the manifestation of light to bring forth the seed. See, the light does two things. It dispels the darkness. It shows who the darkness truly is. But it also brings forth the seed. Amen. It has to make it live for that age. And he talks about the lights and their strength. They couldn't be so strong in certain times, in certain places. Because we know the seven church ages is the wheat plant. Amen. It's a tender plant growing up and it comes all the way to a seed again. It takes certain phases of the sun to operate in certain phases of the, of the plant. Because if you put the harvest sun in the time of planting, you'll burn it all up. Or in the time of growth, you'll burn it all up. God knows how to work his light. God's word comes in seasons, in the right season, the law and grace Amen, the truth of the word. It comes in the right times, in the right ages, in the right moments. By the word of God, the sun shines today because every sun that we're enjoying is God's word made manifest. This very sunlight that we see seen today is nothing but God's word that said, let there be light. What if it said, let there be light and there was no light? 
then it wasn't God who spoke it. But when God says, let there be, there will be. And so we find out that the son that we're now enjoying is the manifestation of God's word spoken in Genesis. And it's still shining today. I mean, enjoy the sun today. Wasn't it a beautiful day? Go out there, enjoy the warmth of the sun, the rays just basking. It's like, oh, this is glorious. Especially after coming after, da- after days of gloominess and rain and Washington weather. <laughs> Get some sunshine. Feels good. Feel like doing something. Bones ain't creaking no more. Muscles are limbering up. Why? Because of the sun. The sun's shining. The, and he said, we realize that God's light of the day is his son. The one is S-U-N. The one we're speaking about is S-O-N. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Hebrews 13, 8. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the word of God always. It was Christ in Noah. It was Christ in Moses. It was Christ in David. It was Christ all the way down to the Bible, the spirit of Christ working and making manifest and bringing light for their time. So it is in the seven church ages, all the way down. Irenaeus, Martin, Luther, all those, all those down, uh, Wesley, the, the Pentecostal moments, and all, all the way down to our time is the spirit of Christ, the light of God's word. But notice we're in harvest time. So in harvest time, the light is shining greater than it ever shone before. It's back to where in his strength again. It's not less, it's greater. And the light is shining. And the light shines. No life can come outside of light. Light produces it, natural or spiritual. There must be light to produce life. The only light can come by the word of God, and God's word is a light when it's made manifest. It's just not, it's the seeds laying there is bringing forth. Nothing can live natural or spiritual without light. But that when that light rises, it'll always dispel darkness. Read a couple of scriptures. We bring this down. Isaiah 35 and verse 4 says, say to, say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a harp and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert and the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there a way and it shall be called the way of holiness the unclean shall not pass over it for it shall be for those the wayfaring man though fool shall not wear it not air therein no lions shall be there nor any ravenous beast shall go upon their own and it shall not be found there but the redeemed shall walk there Did you hear that? The redeemed shall walk there. The ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. 
Hallelujah. Amen. The devil tried to place his thoughts upon your head, but you're to have the joy of the Lord and the songs of Zion, and they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the breaking of the dawn of the light that'll never go out, but it'll break forth into eternal day. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. I mean, can say he's shined in my heart. To give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life, the light, the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Perplexed, but not in despair. Troubled on every side. But not distressed. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Why? Because of light. Light has pushed back the darkness. It's by ends. Light has pushed back the darkness. Light. Shining upon you. Pushing back. Pushing back. Pushing back. I want you to just open your arms and your light, your eyes to the light of God's word tonight. Say, Lord, shine on me like you've never shone before. There be any part of darkness in there, reveal it, Lord, now. Because we know everyone's going to stand before that great light. And there will be no darkness be able to hide. Yes, Lord. Get your eyes on this great light. It's here to save you. Get your eyes off your losses. Get your eyes off all the scars. Remember God's making a masterpiece. Just put it in his hands. Say, Lord, shine on me. Maybe you've been dealing with some mind battles tonight, Lord. Shine on me. Dealing with even suicidal thoughts, Lord. Shine on me. Lord, there's sickness in my body. I need you to shine on me. Drive back the shadow of death. Let my faith elevate to a place, Lord, that I can see the light instead of the darkness. Father, just take these words, I pray.
lot of perplexities, Lord, a lot of distress, a lot of issues, troubles on every hand. God, we know you're still the great and shining light, pushing back every darkness, every spirit of hell. Lord, there's spirits that would like to come and take over the minds of your children. But Lord, may light shine greater than ever tonight, Lord. Push back that darkness. I pray in Jesus' name. Seeing the hands lifted, Lord, needs behind those hands, sicknesses, thoughts of every kind, spirits, Lord, that's beating against our mind, beating against our face. Lord, the light is shining to show where that really belongs under our feet. Lord, may everyone walk out tonight with that spirit put back under their feet, Lord, as overcomers, children of the light. Grandfather, I pray. Yes, Lord. Shine on me. Lord, shine on me. There's a light from the lighthouse. Let it shine on me. Shine on me. Lord, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Oh, shine on me. Lord, shine on me. Let the light Desire tonight, the Lord shine on me. 